Great show, if I don't mind saying. Sunday pour. It is divisional playoff weekend eve. By the time you are listening to this, the best weekend of the year, best football weekend of the year is upon us. I am pumped. It is the continuation of the holiday season. You know, everybody knows how to end the year, right? Christmas, whatever holiday you celebrate. But, uh, I like to think that our crew knows how to finish a year, knows how to start a year. You know, you always say it's not how you finish. No, not how you start. It's how you finish. Well, fuck. You know what I mean? It kind of counts how you start. So what the fuck? Let's go. Let's roll. I'm ready. You got to get a strong start. Yeah, that's a stupid saying. You're absolutely right. Get off to a strong start. Have a good middle and end strong. You know, got off to a bad start. The Chiefs last year in the Super Bowl. Yeah, never recovered. That's right. Anybody know how they finished? No, because it was over. <laughs> finished as losers. Finished getting rid of uh, half their team so they could rebuild for this year. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Um, our crew definitely has know, something, something special about it. There's, there's always an event going on. There's always something to do. And I got to pat ourselves in the back for starting Divisional Playoff Weekend. It started as a, um, a two-man show, struggling to make wings in my small kitchen. Under, it took maybe six hours to make eight wings uh, for the two of us. And uh, we've come a long way to uh, you now hosting one of the bigger parties, events of the year. Now with inflation, I can't even afford wings, so they're off the menu. <laughs> That's right. So, oh, no. What are we going to – we had the um, imitation chicken nuggetized – frozen, frozen wings for everybody. <laughs> okay. TGI Fridays. <laughs> All right. Get some potato skins too. Yeah. Please. All right. Nice, nice rubbery potato skins. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, this tradition goes back – I mean, almost 20 years, I would say. It's not quite, not quite 20 years, but I can remember uh, in Jersey watching oh, yeah. Pats, Colts. It was the game that kind of changed the rule book for, like, the current landscape of the NFL. It was the, the game in the snow where the, the Patriots kind of knocked the shit out of all the Colts receivers. And then Jim Ayersay or Bill Polian, one of those guys, I get, I get them confused. They're like the same guy to me. Um, they complained, and then basically they changed the rules. There's no more pass interference, and you know, Matt Ryan throws for five thousand yards now. So you could thank, you could thank Colt, the Colts organization for all the inflated uh, quarterback numbers now. So I mean, it goes back, it it goes back a ways. That, that was like 05. Yeah, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't really think about that, but yeah, absolutely right. That's um, you started to visit me when I was in college there. Uh, come around, and there there were wings there. We could afford wings back then, somehow, miraculously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that. Do you remember the name of the chicken place in New Jersey? Oh, of course. <laughs> the classic. It's the only place. Only place I remember. Cluck you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, an institution. I think there's a couple of them throughout the state. 
Uh, but yeah, ex- excellent wings. There was one. Um, it's like the Los Pollos Hermanos of the Northeast. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was, there was some one, shady shit going on there. There's one wing. I don't know if I'm making this up in my head or if I, there's always like a rumor about it or what, but uh, there's one wing. They, they had like the chart, like, you know, from mild or nothing, plain up to like, you know, the hottest wing. I think the hottest wing had every spice on it. Like, yes. And it was apparently had like sign a waiver to get it. I don't know if that's exactly true, but uh, I don't know if um, Adam Richmond ever made his way over there from Man versus Food. Did uh, did you ever try it? I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I think we might have made our pledges eat it at some point. I think, I think one time somebody had leftovers of uh, the hottest Buffalo Wild Wings wing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I tried it. It was pretty hot. It was considerably. I'm I'm acting cool, but it was it was considerably hot. It was very hot, not to the point where like I was able to take it, but I would never order it. And I like hot food, but I wouldn't order it to to enjoy it leisurely. Yeah, I think I've had a hot one from there. I don't even think it was meant to be one of the hottest ones. I think it was just one of the hotter ones, and it was uncomfortably hot. Like it was it was made for pain, not for pleasure. You know. Yeah, it was it was made to like get your name on a plaque or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's embarrassing when, that, when the guys in that show don't do the challenge, by the way. So a couple of them recently. And the oh, guys, the hot ones? Uh, no, 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 not the hot ones. On, on Man versus Food. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, I thought we were just talking. I, I, I've watched – I've actually watched uh, – have you seen the new guy on Man versus Food? Have, have I brought that up? The mustache guy? Yeah. I've seen him. I brought that up, yeah. No, 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 no. I don't know if you brought it up, but I've seen him. Though. I, don't think, I don't remember talking to you about it. I feel like he's better than Richmond. He's an extreme cornball, but he really leans into it. Yeah, I like him better than Richmond, too. You can tell Richmond's kind of faking his way through it uh, when he's, like, in the kitchen and stuff. He's like, oh, I could taste, like, the paprika and the onion uh, in, the, in this uh, sauce. <laughs> like, fucking talk like your Guy Fieri, bro. Get out of here. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, I like watching the ones of places that I've, been sure yeah yeah you know it's a city that i've been to and you know maybe it's a place like they did one uh up near mystic okay. connecticut and there's a yeah. burger place they went to that i like so i like i checked out that one uh i think i think there was a place in baltimore maybe that i've been to um so yeah i like i like checking out the like the like local ones or you know places that i've actually been to it's all right it's all right yeah, it's a silly show, but uh, I saw one recently. I was I was a little pissed at the guy. It really seemed like a rookie mistake to make. Is this is the mustache guy? Mustache guy, fifty wings, not hot like regular style wings, but fifty wings in thirty minutes. Seems like something that a competitive type eater should be able to pull off, right? But he was that. That doesn't sound too bad. Oh no, it wasn't mustache guy. It was Richmond. It was Richmond. Um, and he made a huge mistake. He was dipping them in the blue cheese as he was going along. No. And also how you eat like the wing part, amateur hour. Because there's a, there's a way to clean the wing in, in one shot. Like, you know, the, uh, the drumstick you got to kind of mow at. Yeah. But the wing, you can just pop it in long ways in your mouth and use your, use your front like two teeth and the top and bottom to just kind of scrape it all off. 
very professional way to do it. And he's sitting there nibbling at it like uh, a little bird. Really bothered. No, nah, you got to just – competitive eating, the whole thing's got to go in your mouth and you just got to – Yeah. Like a dog, man, just yeah. woof it. Yeah, and he was like – he was got, got to like the 28 mark and he's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have used that blue cheese. Everything was too rich. It's like, yeah, no fucking shit. It's more shit you got to eat. <laughs> yeah. You wash it down with a nice glass of milk. <laughs> what are you doing, man? A milkshake to wash it down. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Oh uh, yeah, I actually that the Mystic one I was just talking about. There was an ice cream challenge. I'm always fifty fifty on these challenges whether I could do them or not. Yeah. And it always and it always comes down to like, could I get really super high before it? Because mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of the challenges are pretty. It's a lot of food. Some of them. Yeah, but I feel like that. Hey, like, is that a PED? Like, you know, we're, we're talking, it's, it's a food show. Like, I feel like yeah. I should be able to smoke a joint mm. and, you know, be able to get in there. Yeah. I don't think they, I don't think they hold it against you. I don't think so. No. Uh, yeah. So there was like some sort of ice cream challenge. It was an obscene amount of ice cream. I think I could have, I think I could have done it though. I would have been in oh. serious pain though afterwards. Yeah. So I've, I've been there where you, you go overboard on the ice cream the next morning. It could be a little rough, and this was probably more than even I mm-hmm. <laughs> do in a normal sitting. Uh, disgusting. It seems disgusting. Any, any challenge with ice cream is too much ice cream. Yeah, oh, for sure. A lot of dairy. A lot of dairy. <laughs> Not four scoops. Take your lactate, though. <laughs> uh, do you think uh, – I remember um, – I think this was a Richmond episode where he did uh, – was it oysters? It was oh. some sort of seafood that they brought out, you know, the whole, like, trays stacked of, I think it might have been oysters, mussels, clams, something raw. Yep. You would no-go on that? No, I would, do, I would eat a couple. I don't know if I would, I don't know if I could eat, like, six. Well, no, I know you could do a couple. <laughs> I'm saying, like, would you make a go at it? The, how many? How, how many? We'll see if we can figure that out. Would, Man versus food oysters. I would say that at some point. You're 180. Go, yeah, no, I would no shot. <laughs> I think I, I think I would give it a go. I'm not, I'm not sure I'd be able to do it though. I think I would tap out like a dozen, maybe, maybe ten. Oh no, I go, I go over a dozen. I think at some point with oysters and clams, I feel like at that point, I could just, I feel like at some point my stomach will start to reject putting that shit in there. Oh, your body's definitely going to betray you at some point. <laughs> you're, but, you're betraying your body first. <laughs> fair. <laughs> I, I feel like, because I, I could eat a decent amount of oysters. I like, like, especially going out to like New Orleans, they're known for their oysters. Like mm-hmm. when I was down there with my wife, like, we would get oysters a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And we would get like a dozen, then we would get another dozen. I feel like I would be mowing through them. 20 30 40 but at some point i would hit a wall and then that would be that'd be it i think i could do 40 oysters wow okay i have a pretty i have a pretty I have cast iron I, my stomach could handle handle a lot but uh at some point i think 180 you're gonna you're gonna hit a point where it's at the point of no return mm. and you're gonna be you're, you're gonna be in trouble bottom line yeah, I think for the 50 wings in a half hour is probably the best I can do. And I think I, I, with minimal prep, I don't think there's many other challenges. Like maybe like some of the hot ones, you just kind of grin and bear it for six wings or whatever they make you do. I don't know. It's gigantic. Oh, yeah. Bur- 
like the 12 patty burgers that there's no way that's yeah there's a couple burger ones i remember seeing that it's just i'd like to think i could hang in there but it's just too much it's too much the grease and shit like i just uh and then the bread you got to factor in yeah well this is uh i think only had like two pieces of bread which is nice it was just like a gigantic stack of meat and lettuce and tomato um and the crowd reactions in that show are absurd. It's just, you know, the, it's, the generic chants. And they're definitely point, rehearsed and there's a planned, planned and out I, for sure. And I, and I will point out that uh, Adam Richmond lost me when he's a New York guy. He's from Brooklyn and he went to Boston. And I think it was Kevin Euclid's was at the place he was at and he had like the whole bar and he was like the ringleader cheering you go list. And I was, yeah, I think it was, you can't take Adam Richmond seriously. Well, I know I just, that was the end of it for me. That's why I tuned him out. <laughs> do you watch that show? The hot ones? Like, do you ever watch that one? The, uh, uh, not really very little, but I know the show enough to know, uh, to know that, you know, he has a bunch of famous people on. Like am I am I just waiting? Am I the only one waiting for the person to bring like a six pack on the show with them? Like why does nobody show up with beer and be like, let's fucking do this? Everybody shows up like, oh, I don't know. Huh. Milk, right? Don't people drink milk? Yeah, milk, water. Let's go with the beer. Go with a bu- give me a bucket of Pabst. That's how yeah, man. It's as good a strategy as any. I'm sure they're like they're flaming hot, but uh, you know, have some fun with it. And I've seen mo- most people complete it. I, I've, I've gone through the Wikipedia before, and I, there's like, mm. he's had a million people on seven, eight seasons or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like at least 80, 85% have completed. So I'm pretty confident that I'd be able to do it when I look at some of the oh, names yeah, that have completed it. Yeah. I have no doubt we're going to do it. Not, well, it wouldn't be easy. I'm sure there's some yeah, that will really leave a mark. But, I mean, yeah. it's hot. You just got to power through. But there's also not everybody's going to that last wing and just like chowing down on it. Some of are just like nibbling it and they call it a victory, I think. So, yeah, you got to, to not tap out, basically. Yeah. The, yeah. Win, the wing really is, I mean, just at the perfect, perfect football food. Super Bowl, like eat Super Bowl food. Perfect food, really. It's up, it's up there, perfect food. <laughs> it is perfect food. I do love a good wing, man. Yeah. I've, I made them last Super Bowl. It was in a blizzard. That's home by myself. That's the best. <laughs> Grilling in the blizzard is the best. Oh, I, yeah. I got to do I, – I, I had um, tentative – not tentative, but I had like th- – I floated the idea with some people about uh, – I think I mentioned to you at some point doing the Super Bowl in Atlantic City this mm-hmm. year. But my son was like, oh, then you're not going to watch the Bowl with us? And I'm like, well, I can't. I can't. Di- if you're asking me to watch the Bowl with you, my kid, like, I can't pass it up. Like, that's something I got to, you know, I can't be. He's this close, like, to maybe liking football and being into it. So <laughs> I got to, I gotta, you know, fan those flames. And part of it was the food. He's like, well, like, you're not home. Uh... No, like, and he's like, no, nachos? And I was like, oh, well, yeah, they'll, I'll be home. There'll be nachos. Like, let's do them. We're doing, we're definitely doing nachos. So yeah. you do you do you go all out on the nachos or just cheese? Uh, no, I do. I'll do meat and cheese, and uh, I do like, like half jalapenos and half not for the kids and stuff. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, all out. Yep. Ground beef, ground turkey. Yep. Some some uh, little salsa, sour cream. Uh, a little salsa maybe. No, no, nobody likes the sour cream around here. So I imagine no sour that. cream. Yeah. But yeah, not it's not not a necessity around here. But maybe those I'll do nachos and wings and who knows what I'll you know come up with a little menu. It's uh, almost like a, it's football food is like you, it's a perfect excuse to you don't even have to have a real meal. It's just all pickings. You know, yeah. there's no you don't have to worry about a square meal of vegetables and a starch. It's just <laughs> free for all. It's a free for all. It's it really, the best. It really is. I don't know how many Sundays at one start with me and a bag of chips and a beer in front of the TV. Oh, the bag of chips. It is, it is like the per. It's one of the only times, not just the Super Bowl, but just football in general, like on a Sunday, yep. where it's just socially acceptable to sit there with a bag of chips at like one thirty. <laughs> you yeah, can't do can't that do on like a work day. Like if you're working from home or let's say you have the day off, you can't sit down with a bag of chips. That's just like you've given up, you know? <laughs> Football's on, all of a sudden, just it all goes out the window. <laughs> yeah, all, all standards and practices are just teetering on the acceptability right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl is your last chance to do it. That's why you gotta. That's why you gotta just chow down on everything you can. Get the most, the most out of it. Get the most out of that day. So, I mean, I remember going to Super Bowl parties when I was a kid, and the spreads would be unbelievable. Oh really? Yeah, just whoever you that's yeah. what it was. It was always there's always nachos and there's always hot dog weenies and there was always, you know, the the hot dog weenies always making appearance. Oh yeah, there's the charcut the charcuterie of some sort, you know, pepperoni, crackers, cheese, always there. Um, depending on whose house, you know, you get a little fancier depending if you had the Italian's house or not. Um, right. Some prosciutto. <laughs> but always, yeah, man, always a nice spread. At all the Super Bowls when I was growing up, and now we don't even go out for Super Bowl anymore because uh, I don't know. Super Bowl has, has, has become more like um, you realize it's the it's the end of something. It's like a it's like almost like a wake, and you just want to kind of enjoy it by yourself because the last time. Still- and not that it's new, but it is a late. It's basically a Sunday night football game. Yeah, by the time you get to the halftime show and everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I like just doing my thing during the day on Super Bowl, but for for the actual game, I, I know it's just easier to be to be home for it. Or yeah, I mean, you know, even if you, if you go out, you gotta be close enough where maybe you can leave at halftime or something. Because I don't really care about the halftime show most of the time. Yeah. We we peaked at Shakira. We peaked at Shakira. We did something with Shakira. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've I've, I've no sold the halftime show for. A while. I missed the Janet Jackson. What was that? Super Bowl Panthers Patriots is yeah. Super Bowl 38. That's going back almost 20 years. I didn't see it because I wasn't watching the halftime show. <laughs> You're the original. You're the original. Yeah. Yeah, fading. You're fading. Well, that's always, well, that is part of what bothers you on Super Bowl 2 is, is the people who are in it, you know, commercials, halftime show. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to hear you complain about shit like that you know no. i don't i don't show up to whatever bullshit you like and start complaining once a year yeah it's a good point there's nothing quite like it there's nothing quite like the super bowl where just random people show up all of a sudden have a major opinion and disappear for a year i mean the only other thing i could think of is like an award show maybe but even like the oscars don't have the type of pull that super bowl does 
that's right. I mean, there's a, I don't, I mean, I don't really watch the Oscars, but there's no way there's as many people watching that as the but people, Super Bowl. People, people do have opinions on it though. On the Oscars, like in the, in the aftermath of it. And it's, it's usually, yeah. I mean, about who knows what, and it's never about the movie. So it's, that's nothing to do with it. But there's still nothing like the Super Bowl. I can't. Even, I'm, I'm yeah. rummaging through my brain to think of it, but there's nothing. There's nothing really like it that brings the whole country together. Yeah, I don't like really. It. I mean, I, I, all eyes are on it. You know, what I mean, if you go on, like, let's say, social media, are you are you going to see any sort of tweet or Instagram post that's not Super Bowl related? Very, very rare. No, it's going to be all Super Bowl all the time. Yeah. And I don't like like when casual fans say stupid things. Like, I, I'm not the most, I'm not the most eloquent football person out there. And you know, we do the show and stuff, and I have a you know a little bit of prep work, and no, I know a little bit of what's going on. But even still, like, I don't like when a casual fan like starts talking stupid about, you know, about what I can't think of like an example. Like, you know, like, uh, oh, send me down there. I'll whip that team into shape. I'll I, I can coach that team better. You know, let me be the GM of that team. I'll I'll be a better GM for that team. And a play like, call was that? Yeah. <laughs> Well, some some things are legitimate, like you know, some things are are head scratching. You question them, but uh, right. But I'm saying something that's obvious. Like, why would they run the ball at third and thirty? Well, it's because they're not going to pick up thirty-one yards. Right, so right, right. Kinda, <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. So I don't like when the casual fan makes stupid comments. I mean, let alone the person who just comes out of the blue to make a stupid comment. To, yeah, you know, with, with absolutely no knowledge of what's going on. Yeah, it it brings out you know it it brings out the wrong type of people, but you know you gotta just take it for what it is. And God forbid they ever disrespect Shakir. I mean, that was the end. That was just. I mean, that's unacceptable. Don't do that. That was a yeah. That was a very small minority of people. I would think. <laughs> I would hope it was like one one or two evangelicals maybe were offended. That's the one thing that should bring us all together is her dancing ability. Right. I mean, it was. I I called it the best halftime show ever. I don't think we're topping that. I do. I do not think we were topping that. It was tremendous. Yeah. They so all do all due respect to uh, Snoop and Dre this year. Yeah, but I like to see what Snoop does. I, you know, it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be cool to see him out there. Always, always a Snoop fan. Yeah. Good to see him out there. Well, I, yeah. I couldn't even tell you who performed last year because it was it was in the middle of a blizzard. So I was outside. Uh, I timed my shoveling around the halftime ah. show. Was last year the weekend? Uh, oh, I think it might have been the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the yeah that was the pandemic Super Bowl. Right, I still was... know the halftime show. That's a that's a good sign. You know, like, I'm not completely out of touch because, like, you ever. Um, and I'm not sitting there watching too much SNL, but you ever go and see who's hosting and who the musical act is on SNL? This past weekend. I have no oh, idea. Oh, that commercial? Did you see that commercial? I don't it was I think I had it on mute, but yeah, there was a commercial and there's it was a woman that was doing that was hosting. I'm like, who the fuck is this? I and then no the mu- I don't know if it, I don't know who the musical act was, who the who the host was, but they were making like football jokes like how they didn't know anything about sports and it just it it bombed 
I'm being honest. Maybe I'm not the demographic for that comedy, but you know, they're like, oh, great basketball game taking place. Something along those lines. Like, oh, I thought we were watching hockey and it was like very flamboyant and over the top and it was it was getting killed on social media. Um, but well, long story short, I'm not here to break down the comedy or who these people were, but my point is, is I had no clue. I could not pick them out of a lineup today. But I and I often and I often I'll I'll like if it's a Saturday night, I'll go on the guide and I'll say like, oh, is it a new SNL tonight? Mm-hmm. And I'll check out and see who's hosting and who the musical guest is. I'm telling you, man, more times than not, not a clue. Not a clue. Yeah. And and I give Mike uh what's his Lauren Michaels. Name? Lauren Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> I give Lauren Michaels, like he's I know I've I've heard of him interviewed in the past and he's like he wants to keep uh he wants like whoever's relevant at the time. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming that these people are relevant and that it's me who just is completely off yeah, the reservation. Yeah, see, there's a difference from what you're doing. And, and oh, but so you know, Willem Dafoe is hosting in a couple of weeks. I don't know. So there you go. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so that's a cool, that's a good one coming up. Um, there's something there between what you're doing and what that sort of like jokey comedy shit is that they were doing. Like, yeah, you're, you're just admitting, like, all right, I'm at a certain age. I don't, I don't have time to kind of, you know, at at certain point in your life, you would have known who these people were. You don't know now. All right, you're kind of you just whatever. You got your own things going on. You don't have time for all the the new pop culture out there. That's yeah. Funny. Well, they're doing the kind of be, I just, I don't, I hate that where it's like, Oh, look at us. We don't know shit about shit. Like we're, uh, blah, why, why do we care about this? <laughs> shit, you know, like, Oh, it's, it's not cool to not like, I don't know. Like you don't have to love fucking sports. But it's not cool to just, uh, I don't know. Oh, they're trying to like be, they're trying to, uh, almost like act, be outcast, but like be cool about it. Yeah, I was like, you can just not, you can just not be into it, but it doesn't, you don't have to fucking flaunt it. Doesn't to be your defining trait. Like, all right, you do better than that, guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who comes up with that? Is that just that's got, is that the writers? Is that? I assume. Like some, yeah, I'm assuming it's the writers. Yeah, yep. Probably Fallon. It's probably Fallon. Job. <laughs> yeah, he's go. He's Fallon <laughs> ghostwriting. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but long yeah, long story short. Long story short, when it comes to this weekend, I give I, I always give Francesa and Dog the credit for they always talked up this weekend when I was a kid. Always. Mm-hmm. Always talked about it being the best weekend of the year. Eight le- you know, eight teams left, all the all the heavy hitters are back. It's all the heavyweights. So yep. I uh I love it. The uh the power hour. Yeah. The first ever one, and I think I'm pretty sure it was the pilot episode of this show we, where we talked about it, broke yes. it down. Yep. That was the first ever one on, well, at least on DPW, it was the first ever one. <laughs> I believe it was. Yeah. I believe it was. Okay. I try to think if we had. Probably. It probably was. Wait, what? Wait, we, that's, that's with the whole crew that though, with like everybody there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Twenty twenty ten. I actually have the games written down, so I make sure I had the right year. It was January twenty ten. Mm-hmm. 
It was uh, Jets, Chargers. Well, that was that they played that weekend. I don't know if it was that day. I think it was the Saturday. And it was but, uh, yes. back to back feuds. There's no chance that you and I just did one the year before, and we're like, "Ah, oh, we got to do, we got to make this." Uh, I don't think so. No. All right. I think it was just an on the fly decide to do a power hour and it kind of just kind of just stuck i equate it to like running a marathon you just got you prove you still you're still in shape once a year <laughs> yeah no it's uh it's funny how the power hour at one point in our lives was a little bit of a struggle like towards the end but now i feel like the 60 minutes is a breeze and probably famous last words yeah <laughs> is not gonna go in and have some trouble or something, but I didn't do it. Well, I've, I've often said that with, with a keg there, it is easier. That's not yeah, as that's much true. carbonation. That is true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe that's why it's easier. Although last year, I think we, there was no keg last year because everything was off, but I think we did Bud Lights. You got to use light beer. I think like that, that where I got, well, where I got in trouble with the inaugural power hour was. Forget about it not being light beer. It was that I was hammered going into it. I mean, if I, like we used to drink 40s for breakfast. Yeah, well. You know, and we're, you know, I'm probably like six, seven, eight beers deep by the time you start a power hour. You're asking for trouble. So. Well, then you went to 100. 100 is probably what really got me into trouble. Like I was, I already had a toe in the water. I kind of just dove in head first after that. But I, but I like how the punishment in our fantasy league kind of correlates with the power hour because the keg the keg works because of the power hour. Right, in order that's to true. put a dent, it's not like we have that big of a crowd drinking it. Yep. In order to really put a dent in it, you gotta you gotta you know make make an early dent. You know, put up a crooked number in the first inning. That's what you gotta do. That's um. That's a great point. I never it plays perfect. That. The keg plays perfect for a power hour. You know, without, and plus, without, if you're trying to do a power hour without a keg, it becomes a mess. There's can, there'd be cans all over my basement. It's, 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 it's the keg, it's perfect for a power hour. I, um, <laughs> I just inspired by your little, re, our little, uh, retelling about, uh, the first power hour. I am on a website you might remember. Yeah. Called uh, Delhi Guy Sports. Oh. And uh, trying to find. I said I don't know how I have this all. Uh, oh, speaking of Delhi Guy Sports, go look up my DPW picks from that year. Pretty sure I swept the board. <laughs> I'm trying to find your stuff. I don't know where your stuff is. I have my stuff. Shit. Well, I, don't know. I don't know where you how did I how did I do this? That was the best. That was the best run I've ever been on in the playoffs gambling, and it's all documented, which is awesome. Cause I feel like I'm I'll be telling people we gotta make sure we save it somewhere in case the internet goes away ever. We gotta we gotta put those articles in a PDF because that's the best run. I'll ever. There's no way I'll, I'll top that run. I think I got like one game wrong the entire playoffs. 
Where the fuck is this? All right, I'll find it. I'll find this somehow. Um, I also yeah, don't know we if gotta, I had, we've got to post it. Yeah, I also don't know if I had like two different websites or what. I have no idea. I don't, uh, I don't know. It's probably like deep in some deep archives, right? Well, I have something, but it's like, it's just my shit. And I know I, you had, I don't know why I had this like separated out. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't what? know. So you're saying that your picks, the, the year, do you remember what year that was? It was the year the Ravens went to the Super Bowl. I believe it was January 2013. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, no. I'm, I'm on the page right now. There's, so you go back to the archives. This is all your stuff, your stuff, your stuff. It's uh, oh, text with meat truck. <laughs> that was a great. That was, that was a great idea while we had it. <laughs> All right, here I've somehow. This is a much different. Okay, so the website I think that I'll find your stuff on is deliguysports.wordpress.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I have, yeah, here's some of your. This is a mix. This is all your stuff here. Okay. Because, yeah, there was like, I had like two sections on the page. One was for your stuff, one was for my stuff. I forget. The titles aren't here. I don't know what I called yours, whatever. Meat counter or something. I have no idea. Some, some, terrible, <laughs> some terrible deli plan words. The butcher, the butcher shop. I wish it was that good, but that's not what it was. Who was the butcher on Brady Bunch? Alice's. Why am I drawing a blank? Wow, I have no idea. That butcher in the Brady Bunch? Alice is her husband, right? Or her man? Uh, Is that right? I didn't know that. Sam. Sam the butcher. Was Bang Alice? Yeah, yeah, Alice didn't, you know. Yeah, here you go. She didn't just live to serve the Brady's. The 100 minute power hour. Oh, all right. Nice. Editors, yeah, I've already had a couple, couple editors' notes. <laughs> this is a shot of you at the, at the bodega. That's amazing. <laughs> is that the only picture that we have of that day? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> we don't need any kind of. Uh... Actually, I'm sure, there's... I'm sure there's a few. Yeah, your divisional playoff picks, Ravens. Over Denver, nine and a half. Are they won on the so, field. Yeah, I think yeah. I picked the money line. Well, I know we bet them, so. Yeah, I think I, I think I want to say I gave them out money line. I hope I gave them out money line on the site too. Yeah, I love the Ravens with the points, and actually like them on the to win on the field. Maybe you start writing again. Maybe that's the key to your uh, success. <laughs> just, just write it all out. Yeah. Uh, then you had the Packers over the Forty Niners. Uh, oh, no, wait a second. Um, the pick is the, ni- the Niners. Sorry. The Niners are favored by three, and you have the Niners laying the points. Oh, yeah. That was a capper. Yeah, Niners killed them. Yeah. Seahawks, Falcons, Falcons by three. And uh, wow, lots changed. As much as I don't trust Matt Ryan in a big spot, 
I mean, nothing, <laughs> nothing changes. Um, wow, that's some serious foreshadowing right there. <laughs> what a career, Matty. Matty Ice. Um, these are two. Here's a, here you said with the Seahawks and uh, Falcons. These are two teams that I love betting when they play at home, but absolutely refuse to touch on the road. Um, yeah. And they were, and yeah, Seattle's sub 500. And you're only laying a oh, this maybe this isn't great foreshadowing. You're only laying a field goal with a guy in Matt Ryan whose career record at home is 33 and six. <laughs> he he used to be Matty Ice at home, bro. He that was his. He used to be unbelievable. I think he he went over at home this year. Did not win a home game unless you count London. <laughs> and, that 33 and six, man. I don't know what it looks like now. And then you have Texans and yeah, I wonder where his home record is now. And then you have Texans and Patriots, Patriots by nine and a half. Um, the pick is uh Patriots with double digits. So yeah, they're your picks. There you go. That would have yeah, that would have been tough to come back from if I picked the Texans. Man, you're over pro- the uh Patriots. You're prolific here, man. You had Pacquiao Marquez four. We had NBA rankings. They have to cross. Oh, that was uh, the Pacquiao Marquez four. It was the last one. That's when Marquez knocked him out. Oh, as he murdered him. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a bunch of NBA power rankings. Yeah, you were prolific, man. Let's get you back behind the typewriter. Let's go. Yeah, had a gigantic article here on WrestleMania, right? WrestleMania, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that was a long. That was a big rest. Well, I was going, so I was all pumped up. Uh, I have Matt Ryan's career record at home. It is, assuming this is up to date, sixty four and forty five. Wow! So he's eight games under five hundred since that article. <laughs> Damn! And he's been to a Super Bowl since then. Yep. Yeah. That that O for this year kind of hurt that home record. He was awesome. He was he was unreal at home early in his career. He never lost at home. That's a, yeah. And he's fallen off quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Some some crashes and, burn more prolific prolifically than others. Yeah, and somehow Dan Quinn is just getting interview after interview after interview. Oh my god. I mean, it, I, the Giants apparently were interested in – I mean, they don't have a GM yet, so I don't know how they can start interviewing coaches. But, I mean, to have them on the list is just disgusting. I, I love when people say, like, oh, you know, this guy deserves a second chance or that guy deserves a second chance. I agree. Wholeheartedly agree. But it doesn't mean you want your team to hire him. I don't want my team to give the guy a second chance. Yeah, I don't, I'm also not sure that a, a high-profile job like New York – with the media is a, is a place where a guy can go to kind of rediscover his career. I just don't, it's got, you guys got to have some success. If you're going to, you can't have a retread like Coughlin had success before he came over here. Okay. Like I'm also not a big recycle coach guy. Just in general. Yeah. Like I, I'd rather be, I'd rather just look for the next guy. See, I would like that floor. I would like that Flores. He's a recycle. He is. It's a little bit of a. It's a little bit of a different situation. Okay. He didn't. He didn't. It doesn't feel like he failed. Okay. As a coach. Well, would you like? I like, think like Coughlin had been to an AFC Championship game. Like, 
Is he, yeah, is no, that, I'll that, give you the perfect. I'll give you the perfect example. I don't, I'm not going to link this guy with Coughlin because I don't know, but a recycled guy where I would like is Zimmer, Minnesota. Yeah, I think Zimmer would, would do well in the right situation. Yeah, dude, I was looking at. I was looking this week just because I've been in football mode all week. Zimmer went to the playoffs with uh, Bridgewater as his quarterback. The Blair Walsh game where he missed a field goal. Yep. Keenum. NFC title game with Case Keenum. Yeah. You know, he went to the playoffs with Kirk Cousins. And you know who they saddled this guy with as his quarterback in between Keenum and uh, – it was in between Keenum and Bridgewater? It was like for a year plus, maybe a little over a year. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember. Sam Bradford. Oh, that's right. That's right. I mean, this guy, this guy had so many different quarterbacks, and I, he had he basically had success with all of them. Like his last couple of years in Minnesota, I get more. They seven and nine, eight and nine, whatever they were. Yeah, they were like a they were like a middling team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and by the end of it, he was basically done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did, you, did you see that last press conference? Yeah, I think it was the second to last game of the year mm-hmm. where. Uh, was it the one where Cousins – oh, Cousins had COVID. And uh, they, they played Sean Mannion, and then they brought in, like, the third-string guy to play. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he, he was terrible, too. And then, like, the reporter was like, what's the guy's name? Kellen something Mond? Yeah. It's like, you want to get, get a look at, like, Mond next year? And he was like, nah, not particularly. <laughs> and he was like – and they were like, why not? He's like, I see him every day in practice. <laughs> He was like he was like Costanza at that point, just like trying to get fired. Like I'm done, I'm out of here. And I I, I saw a couple like articles written about how Zimmer like at the end, you know, he was done, and maybe he wasn't like the best guy to like get along with or everything. But like I'm so on Mike Zimmer's side, dude. I mean, they just gave that guy mediocre quarterback after mediocre quarterback, man, and he he won. But I yeah. mean, how far is he? How far are you going to go with those guys? Yeah, yep. Yeah, all right. It's a good – yeah, that's a good – that's almost – it's not quite a Coughlin. I mean, also, what you know, Coughlin's story is written. Well, we, I mean, we, Coughlin, went to a, Coughlin went to an AC title game with the Jaguars. It's kind of similar. No, I just mean because Coughlin's story is already written. Like, we know, I mean, to, to compare. Oh, yeah. Right, it just doesn't make any sense to, to compare because I, I don't – I could I could not put myself like in the the mindset right now when Coughlin came over. I, if I was excited, I probably wasn't excited about it. Um, I probably yeah, I mean, was, who knows? All I knew is he took uh, what's his name, Mark Brunel, to the to the championship game. You know? Yeah. So I mean, that's that's impressive. And, Mark and Brunel it, is probably a little bit better than Case Keenum, but still, it's it's yeah, it's ex- impressive. Expansion team, you know, wasn't like they weren't destined for success or anything. And that's whole, true. It was like only their second year, so that yeah. is that is pretty impressive. Yeah. So I yeah. So I like I don't know if I was excited or if I was confident or whatever, but um, yeah, the, you could you could do worse than Mike Zimmer though, for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna go the recycled route, I don't, I don't mind Zimmer at all. I, and I hate how these guys, I hate how these guys get, uh, they they like turn into a punchline towards the end by like yeah. doofuses like Simmons, who they just like completely shit out on their way out the door. And it's like, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, some guys deserve it. Like McCarthy right now deserves it. You know, there's a lot of coaches who deserve to get dragged because they're terrible. Yeah. Yep. 
But like some of these guys, like kind of like what happened to Roethlisberger at the end of his career. If they turn the guy into a punchline, it's like this guy's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah, he's one of the, the most fuck? successful Pittsburgh Steeler quarterbacks. Like, that's that's, yeah. something, that's something to hang your fucking hat on. Right? One of the most clutch quarterbacks. I, I, yeah, and you know, but you know, the media likes to do their thing. They like to oh, low like hanging shit on people. It's easy. Yeah. It's easy pickings. You know, you, you you kick a man when he's down. It's easy to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, was Simmons really punching down at Zimmer? Like, he was just making this goofy uh, joke? I don't know. He, he just, it just makes, makes – it's not like – I don't know if he was making a point to take a shot at Zimmer, but I don't know. I just tend to, like I, – I tend to stick up for the guy. I just, I just went through the, the litany of quarterbacks he had a mm-hmm. coach. I mean – what do you expect a guy to do? Oh, you expect being a guy to win a Super Bowl with one of those guys? Like he's not, you're not winning a Super Bowl with any of those guys. That's different. You're just being honest about what his resume is, and other guys just want to be snarky and make a, a clever or not so clever joke about it. Get a right, like Mike cheap, Zimmer doesn't know what he's doing. Not, first of all, none of these guys know what they're doing at the end of these games. <laughs> like when I interview a coach, I I don't even know what to like. I think you need to put him in some sort of matrix simulation man like just throw everything oh. you can at them you probably could do that with like virtual reality now yeah put them in yeah. a situation two minutes left you know you have two timeouts yep. because every guy who gets an interview i mean they're good at what they do whether it's offensive coordinator def- defensive coordinator like we know you could do that but that's so little of your job as the head coach yeah mm-hmm. like you're you're there just not to fuck up the game, mainly at the end of it. And I just yeah. feel like most of these guys – there's definitely not 32 good ones, but most of these guys don't know what they're doing. My uh, my nephew's got some ridiculous virtual reality thing that's made by like Facebook – or owned by Facebook. They didn't fucking make it. They bought it. But uh, I tried it when I was over there. Man, it is yeah. fucking weird. Like all is they, had do, they had me to do the tutorial, and like you put put these things on, you look around, and it's like you're in this gigantic space. Uh, they put that's like, where the that's where the microchip is coming into play. That's yeah. what's probably yeah yeah. So uh, <laughs> they got all your shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know your fucking on. soul. They got your soul right now. Zuckerberg yeah. has your soul like in a fucking <laughs> folder somewhere. <laughs> probably yeah yeah desktop on his desktop. Yeah, but like there's like shit laid out on a table, and you know you hold these two things in your hands, and basically you, you learn how to use them as your hand, and eventually like you're so immersed. And I was only there for like five or ten minutes. You're so immersed in that world, like you kind of forget what the real like. You take the glasses off, man. It's like what? Like it's very weird that you're in this like tiny room, and a minute ago you're like firing rockets off in this large space. But, you really get lost. You really get lost in it. Uh, no, I wouldn't say lost, but you'd get used to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, yeah. It just it takes a little. After ten minutes, it takes like a, a moment to readjust to the real world. Because also, you're holding these things like the joysticks. Yeah. And and like you know, you're there's like a ping pong thing, or using it, like you're just kind of using your fingers to control everything. And there's times when you forget that what you're actually holding is real. And not something you're pretend holding in the game, and that's why they have like the you know the Wii straps for your wrist, so you don't go and just drop the thing like a moron. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, no, it's, it's it does take it does take a second to like readjust. But and these are these are video games that you're playing. Yeah, the, I just I just did like tutorial and they had like a little shooting game or something. But I I don't know what else they have. I think they have a like golf and shit. I don't know. Um, but there's definitely got to be a way that you can th- even just fucking Madden. Just have the coach yeah. do like virtual reality Madden and be like, <laughs> yeah. two, two minute drill. You have one timeout left. Like, right. figure it out. Like, here you go. Fourteen you seconds left. QB yeah. draw. Like, you're yeah. not getting hired. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and it sounds so stupid to say do Madden, but I mean, there's got to be even you know what? Even if you just give him the headset, he's watching Madden, and have him yeah. like call it out and have like some kid p- punch it in. You know that's <laughs> you know that's may- maybe that's the way to go. Be like, here you go, two minutes, let's go. Yeah. Figure so kids nowadays are basically looking at. Sega and like Nintendo 64, the way we looked at Pong. Is that right? Is that or that, that's your no? I'm asking, um, like, that's how that's how that's how um up to date and that's how whatever you want to call it, uh, the virtual reality is. It's just on another level. I've played a few games of Tecmo with my nephew, and he's pretty good at it. So, and he, he uh, I don't think I ever played Pong enough to be good at it. So, he's I don't think good. I ever played Pong. He's played enough uh, Tecmo. I just remember Pong, Pong was always the, the example people used 20 years ago when I was, like, playing video games. They were yeah. like, oh, I grew up with Pong. Who you got, you know? Yeah. That was yeah. always the, the example. I'm not sure. I, like, my son plays Mario, like, original Mario games sometimes. So, I think, hmm. there's, I think there's a little more – because, I mean, even when I was a kid, we, like, we had Atari. Like, my brothers had Atari, so I – played it occasionally but i never got into it or i was playing it never played atari like regularly my son will just once in a while pop it well like mario games are available on the nintendo switch so something once in a while just pop you'll jump into the nintendo section of that and play those games so i think it's a little different because those games have i mean there's levels and levels and levels to play they don't really make games like that anymore the games are like all universe expanding and building, and I mean it's it's very and they, you know or like these war shooting games or something. So there's not there's no space for Mario. So I think there's I think it's a little bit different, but I mean I think they do look at them as like the graphics are. But then again, like Mario Two, man, you know you're just you're picking shit up, you're throwing it. Yeah, weird 3D world, and then uh, who created Mario? Was it the Japanese? Yeah, yeah, very racist Japanese. Racist fucking cocksuckers. Yeah, (laughs) I used to respect the Japanese. I mean, you know, even with Pearl Harbor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) man. uh, By the way, listen. I gotta. I gotta air. I gotta. I gotta air a grievance right now. Your no, brother, go ahead. Your it's brother, festivus your, all year round. Talk here. about a cocksucker. Your brother's being a real cocksucker right now. All right. Oh, is, I'm not. Is it something with texting? I don't have my phone there, mate. Yeah, it's, it is something with texting. But uh, Let me see. he's asked twice. So, okay, we've talked about this before. You having the most points in the league, uh, you won $100, like extra $100, but it's got to be put towards a parlay this weekend, four-team parlay for the weekend. Are you still there, or did you take the headphones off? Oh, no, I'm here. I'm here. All right. All right. Um, so, all right. So, yeah. I just, okay. He has asked twice 
what the league gains. <laughs> oh, I'm seeing it right now. I'm putting my phone back. It's, he says twice what the league Man. gets out of it if the parlay hits. I would say nothing. Didn't I say it, I would tip out? You did, yeah. You, de- you definitely did. But I think anybody who fucking asks should be shot and not cut into it. Oh, so he's trying to, like, sell his information for – Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, I was with him. <laughs> I, was, I, I, I made picks with him all year. Uh, I would not go after his pick. I would definitely get his input. <laughs> Just use that uh, as you will. But, yeah. Right. I mean, I'll tip out. I'll tip out twice of what your buy-in was. 100%. Nice. nice. I bought in <laughs> more than everybody else. It's great. Ah, shit. <laughs> it's an early return. I know what I, I, what I was doing. I got my eye on the, pro, I got my eye on the big picture here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it was broken down pretty uh, clear, I thought. Yeah, I don't think – I really don't think it takes – Total points more. gets 100 bucks from the league, and they get to put it on a parlay of their choice. Yeah, and I think it was always up to the person who – I think the right thing to do is tip out, but I think it was always up to the person who won. If for whatever reason there was like a grudge against the league – Tell everybody to fucking screw. <laughs> well, I'm not tipping the Greek out. <laughs> why? Why is that? Because <laughs> he shorted me a penny. He gave me nine ninety nine. He always fucking does that, man. Right? Exactly. Every, so he's not getting tipped out. He every, took his tip every fucking time he Benmo's anybody. It's a penny short every time. <laughs> questionable behavior. It is. It's questionable. Questionable. I'm. I hope he's listening to this now and his ride to fuck it. I think he texted. I think he sent me a dollar short one time. Ah, uh, I've I've shorted him a dollar. You should, good. You shorted. Well, him. I, yeah. He shorted me a penny. I told him interest. Right. Well, now you're good for the next uh, hundred times. Right. They short you a penny. <laughs> what a dick. Yeah. Good. All right. Good. There's two people you don't have to pay. <laughs> We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Do you have uh, your picks in mind for what your parlay is going to be? I think so. I was thinking about locking it in tonight, actually. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, don't, I just – because the power is going to be going on and we're doing stuff around the house, so I want to get it in All right. now before – and I'm probably, I'll probably end up getting fucked with the way the spreads move, but I, I want to try and lock some in before, in case they move in, my, in the other direction that I don't want them to move. So Fair enough. Uh, I'm, thinking about, I'm thinking about locking it in tonight. Okay. Um, what sort of – what's my role in all this? Because, you know, we've been – all year we've been making picks head-to-head and we've been, you know, friendly. Opponents. I think we just still give our picks as – Okay. And you know what? All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Saturday, 4.30. First game. Saturday, 4.30. The Bengals, Titans. It's a, it's a classic 4.30 Saturday game. Classic how? Why is it? In a sense where it's, it's, it's probably, um, what's the word, like stature-wise, it's mm-hmm. probably four out of four, so it, it kind of belongs in the in the Saturday okay. four thirty spot. All right. It's also a weird matchup. The one seed, but it's like not a highly regarded one seed, under the radar one seed. Yeah. Um, versus an up up and coming type team. 
Uh, so, you know, neither's really a heavy hitter yet. You know, we don't, you know, KC or Tampa up here yet. No defended champs. These are guys who are, have to earn their stripes still one, one way or the other. Uh, you have this game at three and a half. I do. All right. So we'll go, we'll go three and a half. So I was looking at the Titans schedule this year. Mm-hmm. So they go 12 and five, right? Mm-hmm. You know, on the surface, obviously best record in in, uh, in the AFC. But you know, they lose to, they've lost it to the Jets and the Texans, and you know, that's yeah. Sorry for not doing my extensive research, but I gotta think they're the only team in football that lost to the Jets and the <laughs> Texans. And, you know, they I mean, to be they, the best they, team in the AFC. When they played the Jets, they had nobody though. No, I thought Henry played in that game. Did Henry not play? Henry, I think Henry played, but they had no receivers. All the receivers were out. Yeah, okay. Um, well, sure regardless, I, I don't think you could find a team that lost to the uh, – Right, right. To the Jets and the Texans. But then when you look at their whole body of work, you know, they're not – a uh, like I talked about the Eagles last week being a product of their schedule down the stretch. Titans are not here because of their schedule. The Titans beat the Chiefs. Titans beat the Bills. Titans embarrassed the Rams on Sunday Night Football. That was the first game after Henry uh, got injured and was out for the year. Back-to-back pick sixes by Stafford. So the Titans are here for a reason. Now – I was trying to think, like, why is that the case? Like, why are they losing to shitty teams? Why are they beating great teams? I just think the style of play, like the way the Titans play, you know, they want to run the football. They want to play defense. They don't want their quarterback fucking it up, basically. You know, you know they don't fully trust Tannehill. He's closer to a – closer to a game manager. Let's be honest. It's Tannehill. You know, he's closer to a game manager. You don't want him. You're not going to be comfortable down four having Tannehill to go the length of the field. Yeah. So I think the way they play, their style of play kind of just translates to close games. And, you know, some people would say, oh, you play to your competition. I don't think it's necessarily playing to your competition. I think it's just the way, the way they play, just they could beat anybody or on any given Sunday they could lose to the Texans, you know, or they could – I know that Texas game, I think Brown and Henry were both out, but, you know, they could lose to the Jets. The Jets get hot for, for a night. Um, so, with that said, with that long-winded intro, I am going to lay the three and a half. I'm going to take the Titans. Um, I, it's, it's scary because, uh, I mean, devil's advocate for a second. We might five, ten years down the road – we may look at this and be like, remember when you laid points with Ryan Tannehill against Joe Burrow? <laughs> yeah. Like there's there's yeah. always that scenario. But I, I just think what it, when it comes down to, I think one through 53, I think the Titans are far better than the Bengals. Um, the, quarter, the quarterback matchup is what scares me, though. Yeah. I'm with you. I think I think Rabel is ready for this game. Um, I think that it's like to to me, it's like a game of and the playoffs are all just like exposing weaknesses and whose weaknesses are more glaring than the others. 
Tennessee's main weakness is their secondary. They have like the, I don't know, one of the worst pass defenses in the league. Um, and with Joe Burrow slinging how he's been slinging recently, that's troublesome. Um, but I mean, t- Tennessee has strengths everywhere else. I feel like Henry's going to be come back, come back strong. And if, and if he's not, I mean, you have him there as a weapon. You have him there as a decoy. You have the, the guy Foreman who uh, filled in pretty well um, in there. Tannehill's got enough weapons. Um, I, 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 I'm, I am concerned that Cincinnati just blows it up somehow. Tennessee can't keep up. Like, they just get up to a quick, quick lead, you know, 14, 17, nothing. And it's like, whoa, Cincinnati, Cincinnati's for real. I am totally concerned about that happening. But I feel like Tennessee is a professional team that's going to be ready for this. They're, they're not a true number one team in the sense where they kind of steamrolled, like you, like you mentioned, their scheduling issues and wins and, wins and losses. But um, they are a professional football team that's going to come in ready and prepared. Cincinnati's got to take some lumps before they become the Joe Burrow that we're talking about in a decade from now. Um, and you're going to say, maybe in 10 years from now, you're saying, wow. That Joe Burrow game against Tennessee, that was the last time you could get away with some shit like that. Like, you could never – like, you, you'd be praying for Joe Burrow to be a, a dog in the playoffs at some point. But uh, we know their issues with, with, their, with their line. Tennessee's going to get to him a couple times now. I mean, he's obviously been good enough to, 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 work, to work – to get them here around those deficiencies. And the line isn't as bad as last year, but still not uh, – not not great, and I feel like that's going to be the glaring issue here. He's he's just going to end up not having enough time over the course of the game. That old line's going to get worn down. He's just not going to be able to keep up. Um, that all the old line's not going to be able to keep up with uh, the defense there. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. Give me Tennessee with the three and a half. Yeah, I think Henry's going to play too. So I think they said that the final decision was going to be made on on him on. Uh, uh, I think tomorrow, so Friday, by the time people are hearing this, they're going to make the decision. So, and I think whether, I don't know what his role is going to be, but I think he's going to play. Yeah. And I think once they announce that he plays, I just have a feeling that the line might go up. I don't think running back should affect lines that much, but I still think like, cause it's Derrick Henry, it might go up. So I think I'm going to lock. That's why I, that's part of the reason I want to lock in the parlay tonight. And I might, I might buy it to minus three just to, so I could, you know, kind of survive a uh, push. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, if Henry plays, even if it's like 15, 10 or 15 plays, that play action comes into play. And the amount of weapons that Tannehill has down the field, I figure like they'll make it work for a big player too um, when they need it. So I just, yeah, I, I think Brable's ready. Brable's playoff tested. Um, he's gonna have these guys ready to take on this uh, upstart, and I, and some at some point the the Cinderella the wheels got to come off the cart, right? I mean, you can't just all right. I mean, it happened to the Rangers you would think so. Week. I mean, I've been high on the Bengals, but yeah, you would think that at some you, you would think they're not gonna ride this all the way to a Super Bowl. Yeah, midnight's gonna strike at some point. As much and, and it was a fun ride, and we're gonna love watching them for years to come. And this is a nice preview. I mean. Between um, between Cincinnati and the Chargers and watching Herbert and Burrow the last few weeks of the season, we got a lot to look forward to in this league. Yeah. So, uh, but until then, Tennessee uh, moves on to the AFC Championship. I think they find a way. Yeah, I think they find a way by touchdown, 10 points. 8-15, Saturday night. 
go back to the frozen tundra. Now this line is moved. Uh, I have it as five and a half, but I've seen it recently at six. Green Bay is favored at home against the San Francisco 49ers. Up to you, whatever, whatever spread you want. I don't care. Well, I got it written down to five. I already took it at six because I think this line's going to go. If it's not going to come back down to five and a half. I think it's, it's, if it goes up, it's going to go up another half a point. Um, I feel like Green Bay is just – I feel like Green Bay is just a better team here. I think they have um, they, they have the better quarterback. They have – and San Francisco's defense is good. Um, but I just – again, this to me feels like a Cinderella cart coming, you know, coming apart here at midnight. Um, I, 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 Green, Green Bay less than a touchdown. I just give it to me. I don't, ha, I don't have any other – I love San Francisco. I really wanted to bet San Fran here. I wanted to believe they could beat Green Bay in the field. Um, but I've been on Green Bay since September. I think they, they're going to the Super Bowl. I don't think it's much of a problem. I know San Francisco has been his kryptonite from time to time uh, the past 10 years or so. But I just I got to roll with Rodgers. It's his it's his year. I feel like, and it, and, it, and it's it really starts eight fifteen on Saturday, um, the playoffs at Lambeau. So maybe it's you know maybe his second to last game at Lambeau um, as a Packer. So going out with some problems. yeah. Oh and three Rodgers against the uh, against the Niners in his playoff career. He was, he was in his defense the underdog all three times. Even one of those games at Lambeau against Kaepernick, he was a three point underdog. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Favre was actually the exact opposite. Favre's four and one against the Niners, and that the only loss he had was that T.O. game. Mm-hmm. Steve Young to Owens, where Owens was a crying on the sideline, like a little bitch after he caught the ball. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, you know, the Niners just – they came out of that game against the – against Dallas too banged up. Mm. I I don't like – you know, Garoppolo, they're talking about his thumb, his shoulder. Uh, Even the quarter – the quarterback, the running back, uh, Mitchell. He's – I think they said he's questionable. Bosa's in concussion protocol. Yep. Uh, Fred Warner. Now, all these guys, I think, are going to ultimately play. I mean, Garoppolo better play because Trey. I mean, Trey Lance. You can make this line fourteen, and I'm taking the Packers if Trey Lance makes an appearance. But uh, I think I was going somewhere with that. Uh, oh, Niners, Niners are banged up. <laughs> Niners, the Niners are banged up. I hate how banged up they came out of that Cowboy game. Mm-hmm. Because and you know what scares me about San Fran too is, I mean they dominated that Cowboy game and somehow the Cowboys were still, I mean if, if they had any sort of brains they would have been able to take two cracks at the end zone there but it would have been hail marys but still mm-hmm. I mean they dominated that game obviously Garoppolo throwing that pick in the fourth kind of helped, um, so I'm 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 in the same boat I think I got to lay the six with Green Bay you know they're uh, there's the old adage, you only, you, only, uh, you know, you kind of just pick the winner in these playoff games. Like last week, last week I got burnt because I picked New England and I picked Pittsburgh, even though I didn't think they were going to win. So I think Green Bay is going to win. I, I just got to, uh, 
that's got to ride him. I, I think Green Bay is going to do what da- Dallas couldn't do, which is expose the uh, San Fran secondary. And, you know, if they get a lead and, you know, Garoppolo has to start throwing the ball, I think it could get uh, it could get a little ugly when San Fran can't just pin their ears back and kind of run the ball. So, uh, it goes without saying the Niners have to play from ahead. That's They're like the quintessential team that that cliche is applied to. Uh, I'm just not sure if uh, I I just think they're playing the wrong team. Do do we know that? Do we know what Jimmy Garoppolo's? I mean, he must be have a decent record in in cold weather, right? This is not. I mean, he's a California guy, right? They play for New England. Um, uh, I don't know though, because uh, we you know, saw, we swore off worrying about uh, we swore off worrying about weather, right? So we, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> Does it? Well, that's what the over under. No, I, I don't. I don't worry about. Uh, I don't worry about the weather with him. No. Okay. Well, I mean, he's got his own problems with the with that. And the Niners. The Niners want to run the ball, so that's the that's you know sure. that yeah. plays with the weather. Yep. Yeah. All right. There you go. All right. We're two for two. You should you should feel like maybe reevaluating what you're doing here if we're both in agreement. Yeah. Uh, and we'll go to Sunday. Sunday's game: Tampa Bay. Uh, the defending champions, three-point favorites over the visiting L.A. Rams. All right. Remember uh, the the scene in Lebowski where he's hammering the he's hammering the two by four. He's setting the trap. <laughs> yeah. Yep. For the intruders. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, and then he and then he ends up tripping over it himself. Yes. Well, first it's first he puts it the wrong way, and yeah, then, and then yeah. later on he trips over it himself. Yeah, <laughs> they end up getting they end up opening the door with no problem. Right. So I I said the Rams were going to be the overreaction team, and everyone's going to jump on this week. Yes. I I think I'm falling into my own trap. I'm taking the Rams. All right. I'm taking them. I, I, it's uncomfortable. I'm, I'm not comfortable taking Stafford in this game. It's a, it's a road game. It's, he's going up against Brady, who's got a million postseason wins. Stafford literally just got his first one, what, three days ago, 72 hours ago, whatever it was. Yep. Uh, I just think eventually these injuries have to catch up with Tampa. What I'm reading right now, man, I don't think these old linemen are playing. And if they do play, I mean, they're not 100%. This guy, Wirfs, who's their best tackle, mm-hmm. whatever, I don't know if he's left tackle or right tackle. It doesn't, he's, they said he's a long shot to play. Um, but even like going back to like the Niners injuries, I feel like a lot of these guys are going to end up playing, but I'm not sure if they'd be playing if this was September or October. Right. Like, I think a lot of these guys are just going to play just because it's the playoffs and, like, the season's on the line. I don't think these guys are 100% at all. So, that's his center's hurt. Like, that's got to mean something. Your center, that's, you know, he's giving you the ball. And, you know, Fournette, I think he's going to play, but he's not a sure thing to play either. And I just think that the, the Rams are healthier. They're, they're, they got some guy back on defense I read today. I have no idea who it is. I just saw it in passing. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, Fournette, I'm reading Fournette right now. He 
available for practice today. He did not go full speed. I'm going to guess Fournette plays, which will help him. I just think the Rams are better right now. I think I don't. I don't even think Stafford has to be great in this game to win it. I can see the Rams winning. I love that I'm getting a full three. I love yeah. it. I love that, that. I love that Tampa can win by a field goal, and all I do is push. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, this is this is easily the most uncomfortable bet of the weekend. Um, McVeigh has had success against Brady uh, since the Super Bowl, and since Brady's been in Tampa, he's two and zero against them. Yep. Uh, the past two years. Uh, beat him this year. I, I, in LA. I, I, I beat him this year in LA, right? <clears throat> right, and last year he beat him Monday night in Tampa. Okay. Um, I we've seen we've seen the recipe to beat Brady, his whole career. Yep. Get I think the Rams have the. The, the ability to rush four guys, you know, Giants, Broncos, teams in the past that have done that, just put their airs back and get after them. And you can make – I don't care who the quarterback is, you can make them look pedestrian if you can put them under pressure. And I think that's what the Rams are going to have to do. And I think with the injuries on the O-line, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, I think they can make Brady uncomfortable. And uh, it's just Stafford – I'm not going to be comfortable with Stafford. But I, I got to I gotta take the Rams in this game. Got to do it. Rams plus three. Yeah. Everything you're saying makes sense, but I'm going the opposite. I, I just, I, I, no, I, I knew you were going Tampa. I just, yeah, and it's a, it's a big anti-Stafford pick. Like, it's like really going to bet on Matt Stafford in the playoffs, right? Like, do we really – Yeah, it's sickening. It's sickening. Yeah, like, you know – the. Because McVeigh has had playoff success with less, we know that. So that's but you and the defense is scary. Um, if you're if you're looking at it from Tampa Bay angle here and, and with the injuries piled on top, I just feel like they're going to find a way. Um, unfortunately, to make it to the NFC Championship, um, it's it, it's I can't I just can't pull the trigger. That's that's what it comes down to. It's basically what it comes down to. I just I I look at that team and. You know, I, I just Odell has a big drop in the fourth. You know, Stafford underthrows him, overthrows him, throws a pick uh, when they need him the most, and, they, and just something they 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 just don't have that finishing move in them um, against against a team that's uh, that's playoff tested and ready to win. Well, maybe not ready to win, but uh, that's that's playoff tested and. Uh, and has tools to to do it because they, they have done it and they've been there before. But um, yeah, I just can't take the Rams, man. I just I just got to take the the experienced Tampa the the, the final way uh, to at least get out of this round. And Brady's lost. Brady's got been one and done in playoffs before. It wouldn't be the, wouldn't be completely out of the question. Wouldn't be completely out of the ordinary to happen. It's happened before. But uh, I'm just I'm not taking it with with this with the Rams team. Can't do it. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't blame you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I, I don't blame you. I, I understand. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Took the Rams. Went against my own. Went against my own advice from a couple of weeks ago. But that's uh, fine. No, that's fine. We'll go to six thirty on Sunday. Uh, main event of the weekend. Of course, yes. Um, Buffalo KC. KC is one and a half point favorites. 
Um, I think we're looking at a little bit of a slugfest here. I think we're looking at uh, uh, talk about teams I've been on since September. I've been with the Bills. I mean, that was my Super Bowl pick uh, from September, even with their ups and downs. You know, I'm not, I'm not really – I'm trying not to look too much into last week. That was a statement game. Now you got to you go out and you got to play the real deal here. Now now's the you know the big loss of the AFC. You got to get through them uh, if you want to get to the promised land. Uh, they have had success against KC. They beat them this year, um, but you know in the playoffs, much different story. Let's uh, let's have a little coming out party for Buffalo here. This is kind of them getting over the hump, getting past their. Uh, um, Getting, getting past their, I don't know what, I just said the big boss, getting past their biggest challenge um, in the AFC. I, I, I just, I think it's just their time. I think it's just their time. And I think Josh Allen does it tonight, uh, does it on Sunday night, and we look at him a lot differently uh, the next few years of his career. So that's, that's where I am. I'm with Can- uh, Buffalo plus one and a half. All right, Buffalo. Plus one and a half. Hardest game of the weekend for me. Um, I've been back and forth a million times on this game, you know, over the last three, four days. Uh, I mentioned that Manning Brady game from whatever year it was, 05. Yep. And I remember that game. It was the Colts had played wildcard weekend. And they were going to Foxborough. And I want to say they were maybe a short favorite or maybe it was a kind of a pick them. But, the, you know, everyone was picking the, the Colts. They thought that was it for the, uh, for the Brady-Pats dynasty. You know, Manning, the Colts were finally going to get over the hump. I see some similarities here. I see – I could see Allen being the Manning to Mahomes-Brady. Now, Mahomes is better than Allen, and Mahomes has probably been more clutch than, than Allen, which is a little bit different. Like, Manning, like, regular season-wise, was better than Brady. He was put up better numbers and whatnot. Yep. Brady just always had the clutch factor. But I just – I can't – I cannot get past the fact that Mahomes is 7-2 and two in the playoffs. He's lost two games, and they were both to Brady. I just, This guy just – he's done nothing but win in the playoffs. And I love what, – what, what, what number do you have it at, two? One and a one half, and, two? One and a half, yeah. All right, one and a half. Um, it, it, it does feel a little bit like a sucker bet. It, Vegas is telling you they like the Bills more, making the Chiefs under three at home. They're basically telling you that the Bills would be, you know, four, three and a half, four-point favorites. This was in Buffalo. Uh, so I acknowledge that. I, I just – I've gone over this game a million times, and I, I keep coming back to I can't bet against Mahomes in this spot. Yeah, I can't do it. And if and it, uh, for my parlay, I think I'm going to lock in. Right now, it's minus two on my site. I think I might lock in Chiefs money line, which is minus one thirty, just because it's the last leg, and I don't want to get burned by some stupid one point bullshit. Um, but I, I, I do think that we might come away. I think I actually think I said the Rams overreaction team. I think the Bills have overreaction team a little bit on them. 
Yeah, a little I bit. Could that see performance, it. yeah, that performance. I mean, they're playing. They're playing. They also are playing the wrong team. Like if if they do go out there and get waxed, it's the Chiefs. So it's not like they went out there and lost to some lesser team as a big favorite. I just think, I think we're going to come away from this game being like Allen and the and the Bills. Like they need to. Mahomes is like their what? Mahomes and the Chiefs like their white whale. Like they're just going to keep striving mm-hmm. for. So uh, it's a it's a tough game, but I got I got to go I got to go KC. All right, I I, just, I feel like Buffalo has the, the tools are kind of clicking at the right. I mean, I say they're clicking. They do, they that's do. Like, they have the better like, defense, I would say. That's like an overreaction saying clicking at the right time. Um, that run game has kind of come together a little bit. Allen has been great with his legs recently. Um, this might just be the right – to me, this is the right time for them to strike. If, if they're going to do it, it's got to be now. If they don't do it this year, it might never happen. I mean, it might end up being the, uh, Brady, Man- the Brady Manning thing you're talking about, but, um, which did happen, but uh, that's not the point. Um, yeah, I just, feel, I just feel like they're the, the better team at this moment right now. But you're right, though, man. Mahomes at home in the playoffs, the shit he's done – and the shit he's capable of. Uh, and you talk about overreaction team. KC's an, an, an afterthought after last week's dominant performance. I mean, right, it was close for a while, but then all of a sudden they just, they, they just opened the, the geyser and just poured it on. Yeah. Um, and, nobody's, <laughs> and nobody's even mentioning that performance because it's just kind of a foregone conclusion they were going to take care of Pittsburgh. Um, so, I mean, that, that's how matter-of-fact that kind of win is for KC. Um, whereas everybody else kind of gushing about about uh, what Buffalo was able to do to a heated rival. So, yeah, no, I, it's not. It's going to be. It, I just want it to be a great game. I mean, Sunday night on a on a lock in bag of chips in hand. You know, maybe some, left, some leftovers at that point, and just lock into that game. On, and uh, so it's a classic. It's all I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would expect it to be a good. One. There you have it. So you got it. you got KC, the Rams, Green Bay, and Tennessee for your parlay. And you're going spread, 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 money line. I'm going to do Tennessee probably down to minus three. Okay. Right. You're, okay. You're buying them to minus three. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right, man. I mean, you know, if we make the picks here, but I'm rooting for the parlay. Number, number one, I want for the parlay. Uh yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we can get. We'll see if we can get past game one. That's that's the first step. Yes, you gotta. All right, there you have it. All right. Um, let's see. Watch Ray Donovan. We did. We post show it. Ray Donovan the movie. Oh yeah, we could post show it. Are we go over. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I didn't realize what time it was. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate you. <laughs> Appreciate you spending the time with us here at uh, Sunday Poor. Always a special event going into Divisional Playoff Weekend. We'll see you this weekend. Have a great – if we don't see you, enjoy it. Uh, until next time, man. Yeah. Happy holidays, everybody. DPW is upon us. And uh, enjoy the games. See you next week. Oh, yeah. Ray Donovan ties up some loose ends.
again, just maybe maybe not doing the best work of his career, but uh, <laughs> I think they kind of stuck the landing here. To be honest with you. You so what I was talking about when, when I, I uh, you were asking me how the movie was. Yeah. The extra, I thought that the extra, you know, whatever, however much time over a normal episode would be, like forty-five extra fifty minutes. I think that extra time they were able to do like a little Godfather Two style back and yeah. forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't have worked if it was a normal episode. They needed the extra time to get everything in there. Sure. And I realized why they only were showing season one. Uh, I I realized why they were only showing season one on uh, leading up to it because you really only needed to watch season one in order to like catch up it was all like they showed you like the the previously on which was all the stuff that happened in the previous season yeah but the whole story was what they dealt with in season one with sean walker the actor who killed ray's girlfriend who was apparently everyone's girlfriend yeah Uh, (laughs) like like that's all if you just watched season one and never went back to the show you could have watched the movie no problem yeah (laughs) absolutely and I, you know what? It's, it was you want to call it like a twist, or whatever. At the end, like it worked for me because I don't remember anything from the show, man. I really don't remember a thing. I've never rewatched a, a season or an episode. Like we I mean, have seen a couple episodes a couple times, but like I went you, back this past week and I watched stuff that uh, some stuff that was on at night, and I went back and watched a couple season one though. That's it. Okay. All right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I was like trying to think, like, is this something they talked about? Like, put put in because he put his father in jail a couple times, from what I remember. Um, so <laughs> wasn't this wasn't the only time that he kind of set him up to go to jail? But uh, uh, yeah, there was it was which I had forgotten about that part of the storyline, that kind of backstory. Uh, so that worked as a little bit of a twist for me too. Um, which one? Just at the end, like the the whole, like when he shot her, I completely, like I just didn't, wasn't really thinking. I'm like, oh. And then when he set up Nick, like I freaking kind of just did, wasn't thinking about that either. I just, it just kind of slipped my mind. As Mostly because I was trying to piece it together with things I did not remember. It was like, it was like Jurassic Park with the DNA, only I didn't have the frog DNA to kind of link everything <laughs> together. Yeah. Uh, so it was, uh, yeah, I was just trying to figure out what was going on, like from what I should know. But I mean, again, like you said, you didn't need to see the any episodes to to follow the movie at all. Like it was that was well done in that respect too. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I liked it. I, I thought the flashback stuff was good. Yeah, I liked it, and the, and they threw you off a little bit. You know, the first thing he says is, "I killed my father." Um, so you don't really. I mean, maybe it's all what happened. My guard was up. I had a feeling something was up, but yeah, yeah. I wish. I mean, the only thing like, they 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 tied up the main thing, the the Ray and uh, Mickey storyline. They tied that up. Um, you know, Daryl they sent away. I wish there was more Terry. No, never enough Terry. Um, <laughs> Terry, yeah. They try to give Bunchy a little bit of a happy ending, like a maybe happy ending, and they even said maybe. Yeah. It's not gonna end well, but yeah, good. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. 
Yeah, I thought it did the show justice, which is really all you got to do. Like it lived up to the show itself, which uh, really all you got to do. I was thinking about like Sopranos, like Sopranos, it kind of shed light on something that happened, something we knew happened, and you know, but never really knew, talked about in the show. Yeah, with Junior and Chrissy's dad, and uh, it was horrible how they handled it. But also, they had to live up to the Sopranos. The Sopranos was you know, a uh, benchmark show here. Ray Donovan was just a, was just a fun show and re- is just a, a, a well liked show by its fans. And really it's had to live up to, uh, I don't want to say it was mediocre, but like we said, it was kind of a guilty pleasure show. And I think this, well, this- it was an episode of Ray Donovan, basically the movie, it was, a, it was a, an, uh, you know, extended, uh, I mean, obviously it was different cause it wasn't all a prequel, but it just felt like, I, I don't want to compare it to Sopranos because it's stupid, but like the flashback yeah. stuff felt like you were still in the Ray Donovan world. Yeah. Where Sopranos kind of just felt like it was like something completely different. Yeah. Like a bad. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah like a parody. <laughs> yeah. Like a parody. Yeah. Like, I love the flashback stuff in Ray. To me, it made the movie. I liked the flashback stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Uh, I thought I thought it was uh, yeah I, I I really liked the fight I thought it made it made it for me just seeing the young Mick and how that all went down and just how everything came full circle yeah I mean it was a it was listen, it's a goofy show right Donovan but yeah. I thought they handled it pretty well uh, great soundtrack this episode yeah Stones at the end Stones I I never killed heard it, yeah. that song I love that oh yeah China Light yeah. yeah. I didn't know that song. So that was cool at the end. I mean, I knew it was the Stones right away. Shine a Light, Light, I think, is uh, Scorsese did like a a documentary concert with the Stones. I think that's the name of the the movie, Shine a Light. Oh, okay. Um, So yeah, I love that song. And uh, good way to finish it. Left it open a little bit, right? I mean, we've, we've ended, they've ended many seasons of Ray Donovan where we thought Ray was dead. At least two. Yeah, I don't seasons. think he's dead. I don't think he's dead. Right, just free of Mick. See, yeah, I, I think and I, Ray like in that show, like Ray, obviously he's handcuffed when they're taking him away on the gurney. Yeah, yeah. but like we've seen Ray plenty of times being handcuffed for murders, and then he just makes like one phone call to some crooked FBI agent, all of a sudden he's free. So yeah. like they they wouldn't have any problem, like, you know, yeah. getting him out. No, I think like him coming out of the water was almost like uh I don't know, a, a like a baptism maybe, like a like a yeah. cleansing of what he did to Mick back in the day. All right. Now he's yeah. taking the rap for his daughter, so it's like everything came full circle. All right, yeah. 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 I think the one part that confuses it is like the Terry part that they show at the end. It's just him at the table. It's all dead people at the table. And Ray was there, young Ray was there. That's the part that's confused that, that leaves open for debate. I think. Well, and no, but wasn't it a young bun- wasn't it a young bunchy too? Oh, was a young bun. Okay, I thought I I just didn't know who that was. I think it was just like younger. Yeah, you know, it was okay. like in Terry's brain what he wishes his family could be. Yeah, maybe. Or yeah, what they could have been. Yeah. That, yeah. Did you did you like the? Um, the New Haven train station making an appearance <laughs> took me out of the movie for for a minute. <laughs> so I'm like, because I knew it was New Haven. Look, it looks just like New Haven. Like every 
part of it. You just, you, it's, you know, you recognize it. And he, you know, he, he walks in there in Boston and I'm like, wait a second, did I miss something? Like, are they, did he go to, New, did he go to Connecticut? <laughs> like knowing full well he's in Boston. Right, like, oh, right, just, right. Just, but just because I, I know the place so well, I mean, I went there every day for like eight years. <laughs> um, yeah, it took me out. I mean, that's only because of me. I did, I'm sure 90% of the people, 95% of people that watch, 99% people that watch it didn't take, but yeah, oh, yeah. but it was very cool to, to see it though. That's for sure. Yeah, no, it was good stuff. Yeah, it was good stuff. I wonder how much was shot, like the the exterior stuff. Not not like outside the train station, but like where all the other stuff was. And they go to they shoot in Boston. I'm sure they did. Yeah, that they shot in I, Boston. I, I have a feeling that that outdoor area is is just so uh, like like a not landmark, but it's just like a visually people who live there know it. So I, I have a feeling that it's got to be Boston there. Yeah, a little glass. I don't know what you call it. The little glass triangle pyramid thing. Yeah, yeah, I know uh, what you mean. Yeah, um, yeah, I would assume that's Boston. But yeah, yeah. It cool. But even the, even the exteriors and like the little when Ray walks right into a fucking baseball bat. <laughs> oh yeah, classic Ray. That was that was the clip I saw when they were shooting. Someone put that on Twitter uh, like the okay. day they were shooting. It was him walking out taking a baseball bat. So. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of knew it was coming. Ray, it was look coming. Both, look both ways, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's never done it before. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, even that was exterior. Even that was New Haven. Yeah. And I think the whole crash. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was New Haven. Yep. And 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 uh, yeah. Oh yeah. The crash was New Haven. Yep. And it was a classic Ray Donovan, like when Bunchy is Bunchy calls him, right? Uh, Bunchy called. I think Bridget called from Bunchy's phone, right? Someone, no, he he talks to Bunchy and he tells Bunchy he's in Boston, right? Right. And it's just like, why, like Ray, why are you telling people where? You, like, you're just bringing <laughs> the guy. Just yeah. never for as cool and calm as an operator as he is, he just makes more fucking trouble for himself <laughs> constantly. He does, he does it in a very cool way, yeah. He does. Like he seems like he's got it all together, but he does. He really does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ray Donovan, man, it's like to me a vice show, a bad influence show. Um, it just you watch it. It's almost like watch. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> oh yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it is definitely a Grand Theft Auto show. He's <laughs> gonna do whatever you want. I mean, it, multiple people got shot in broad daylight. Yeah, you just do whatever you want, and then you could, you know, you get another life. Yeah, guy, you, can, you can run it back. You know, guy, guy capped a couple of guys outside the train station. But mind you, any train station these days is going to have all kinds of fucking cops activity because dog, you know, bomb sniffing dogs and shit like that because of terrorism yeah. and shit, or in the name yeah. of terrorism. And uh, yeah, it's just two caps, two people outside, major car crash, caps another guy. And uh, all right, we'll see. You. I gotta go to the hotel. I'll see you later. <laughs> what? And the next scene is just him at the hotel. It's like an inception. It's like, <laughs> how did he get to the hotel? He didn't have his cars at the train station. Oh no! Wait a second. No, he drove and then got into an got got himself into another car accident after he capped that guy. Oh, okay. But, but again, I'm already, in, I'm already forgetting. I'm already but again, forgetting. but again, he was in a one car crash. Nothing happens, and he just goes to the hotel. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> well, what I what I meant by like a vice show is that there are certain shows you watch, and uh, depending on what your vice is, like just makes you wanna do it. Oh, and, yeah. and you oh, watch Ray yeah. Donovan, and it just starts off they're getting hammered, like ah, oh, I can go for a drink. Yeah, brown right out of the gate. You just knew it was coming, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you just knew it was coming. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be Ray Donovan without a brown or two. And no he's just no you know, he, he follows the guy home from the bar and he's just sitting there, stake out with a bottle in his <laughs> middle console. I mean, it's just classic Ray. I mean, Ray didn't give a fuck. Ray didn't give a fuck early on in, in the show. Yeah. But like once his wife died, man, he just he just threw in the towel, man. Just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. just doesn't care, man. <laughs> how dare Bridget uh how dare she just fucking lecture these guys who sat up all night, right, mourning the loss, you know, the death of her boyfriend there. <laughs> she and she lectures them about forgetting people. When meanwhile, her brother's God knows where. Nobody even mentions the fucking kid. How fucking dare you, Bridget? That's your loser brother you just kind of cut off. Jesus. Yeah, Connor. No one misses Connor. <laughs> what the, hey, they, everybody mourns in their own way, okay? I've been, known to, I've been known to throw a few back at some funerals. Doesn't mean I'm not mourning. Doesn't mean I'm not, you know, I'm forgetting the, uh, the, the departed. It's just no. how this is how some people deal with it. You know what I mean? They want to throw a few back. That that's how you forget, Bridget. That's, <laughs> that's how that's how you forget. Okay. Well, that was her point. Just, it's temporary. It's temporary. You're obviously not. You're not. It's yeah. not a permanent fix, but you know, temporarily it makes you know. It's it's a uh, it's lipstick on a pig. You know what I mean? It's a band aid on a bullet. Wound, all right. It makes it go down a little. Yeah, it makes it go down. You're, a little. You're, we know we're shooting BBs at a freight train, but you know it, it helps a little. <laughs> you put a little. Who are you, know, you to judge? Put little, you, you put a little uh, sugar in the medicine. It makes it go down a little. Easier. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. What other so the like, the other Vice shows I th- think of? I mean, pretty simply, like Sopranos and Mad Men. Like yeah. Mad, Men, Mad Men makes you want to drink. Sopranos, I remember people being like, I, I see Johnny Sack smoking. I gotta have a cigarette. Like I'm, and Christopher always smoking. <laughs> if you're if you were, were ever a smoker, you watch Sopranos. They're always lighting up. You're like ah, you know, maybe nicotine's not so bad. Uh, that's the same thing for <laughs> Mad Men. I mean, they're always smoking in Mad Men. Of course, that was the main point of the show. <laughs> And like and rounders makes me want to fucking go to a casino. Uh, it's not a show; it's a movie. But I'm trying to think yeah. of anything I'm missing as far as uh, and and it's a good thing. Like our Vice well, Sopranos, like just the opening theme makes makes you want to have a cigar. Oh yeah, cigar. Cured, really glor really glorifies the cigar. <laughs> cured, cured meats, stuff like that. No, I mean yeah, I mean Sopranos has a million vices. It has every vice you could you could ask for. Um, it's a good thing our vice isn't like baseball batting people for fun because uh, you mentioned people who just like these psychotic fucks watch Ray Donovan and they just got to go out there and and beat somebody with a baseball bat some anger issues yeah Yeah. for sure good thing that's not our vice we'll just beat ourselves up with uh, yeah that's it that's it that's it self-inflicting am I missing anything Uh, I'm trying to think for vice shows um, or movies. I mean, fair and loathing. <laughs> yes, that is. 
Yeah. The ultimate vice. <laughs> ultimate just, vice movie. Yeah, um, that, that that one you get the DVD out and you're starting something. Yeah. Or just something as simple as like the movie Diner. It makes you want to go to a diner. I don't know if that that necessarily considered a vice, but it's just it's very very easily influenced by a movie like that. Makes you want to go to a diner and, and smoke cigarettes outside. Yeah, yeah, bingo. Makes you want to smoke cigarettes inside the diner, but uh, you know, thanks for taken. That was taken. Yeah. <laughs> thanks a lot. Can't drink like uh, slushies anymore, right? Is that they outlaw those too? I think uh, was that him or was that sir- the guy before him? Um, I'm not sure. It's a good question. I don't know if it's slushies or certain slot or certain size slushies. I don't know. Uh, cause they're unhealthy. Was that the thinking behind it? Mm, yeah, I guess certain amounts of sugar. Definitely cause they're unhealthy. Only time I've ever gotten a slushie in my life has been the movie theater. Oh, a slushie in the movie theater. Yeah, like a whatever the fuck. I don't know. I yeah, and know a they, popcorn. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, what do you? Am I the only one? I don't know. Some I sort of blue of, drink. <laughs> I can't think of. I can't think of a movie theater that serves slushies. Oh wow! Am I crazy? Am I losing it? Yeah, you get a. No, I. I don't know. I don't know what theater you've been to. I thought all theaters mostly had them. Brantford one that just closed had them. Yeah, that's why they closed. Give me a, give me a tall, give me a tall fucking blue thing. How do you? You can't keep. You you can't keep the entire town of Brantford uh, swimming in slushies without some ramifications. Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, it's it's a a losing, losing proposition. Okay, Uh, it's fair. (laughs) It's just a, it's a lot of slushy to give away. Um, you think you think it's free to keep those machines running? <laughs> Great point, excellent Thanks. point. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that being said, hey, there's a Ray. <laughs> yeah. But and by the way, I thought that last my last thought on Ray Donovan the movie, um, really might have worked as like a series, like a like a movie franchise, like a little movie franchise. We really could have had a little something in there. But it, um, it, it wor- I mean, I guess it works as you've established like the, the, the secondary characters, so you don't need a lot with them. Um, but it, it could, maybe, maybe like, I don't know, maybe it would have been better as a, not better, but maybe, maybe it could have really worked as a movie that uh, had a couple of sequels to it. Or he's like a Hollywood fixer. You were, Oh, you're saying no TV show at all? I don't know. I mean, thinking about it, like I wonder if they needed a season to establish some of those bit players, right? So you could give a shit about Terry. I mean, there's a lot of like secondary characters in that show, um, so you could give a shit about Terry and Bunchy and Dara. You got nine brothers. You know? Yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of Donovans. Um, but I wonder if it would have worked. I think I, I don't know if it would have been better. Or, or worse, but I think it would. I think it would have worked very smoothly to be like a movie franchise. Like I was thinking, like 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 I don't know, like John Wick for closers or for uh, fixers. Fixers, yeah. No, I think it could have because most of the the series was just filler. Yeah, 
it's just so, the same shit going on and on yeah. in circles. Yeah, they were, I think it worked really well as a, as a movie. I, I think it did a good job. Well, maybe you'll, maybe you'll see a sequel. You never know. Recover yeah. from that bullet wound and they'll be back in action. <laughs> the next day, next day, Ray walks out of jail. <laughs> Wounds all healed up. Ready to go. Yeah. Bottle of bourbon. Yeah. Scotch, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever he's feeling that day. Goes right to the liquor store. <laughs> scene, scene one. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is disrespectful to do uh, the electric slide the day after somebody's funeral, though. It's disrespectful to do it like six. I think that was the day of the funeral. Oh, but that was the morning after. Oh. <laughs> but even still, uh, electric slide, disrespectful. I don't want you like, <laughs> let it be known that when I die, six year ban on the electric slide. All right, no, we won't do electric slide next to the coffin. It's <laughs> <laughs> the least you can do. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, here we go. Away we go, man. Yeah. The holidays are here. Holidays it's are a here. wrap. My oh, goodness, went out here. Great show, if I don't mind saying. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I had a good, had a good time myself. I did. <laughs> I'll All talk right. to you later, all right? All right.